0: The paradox of our time in history is that we have taller buildings, but shorter tempers, wider freeways, but narrower viewpoints. We spend more, but have less. We buy more, but enjoy it less. We have bigger houses and smaller families, more conveniences, but less time. We have more degrees, but less sense, more knowledge, but less judgment. More experts, but more problems. More medicine, but less wellness. We drink too much, smoke too much, spend too recklessly, laugh too little, drive too fast, get too angry too quickly, stay up too late, get up too tired, read too little of God's Word, watch TV too much, fast too rarely, give too little and pray too seldom, We have multiplied our possessions, but reduced our values. We talk too much, love too seldom, and hate too often. We've learned how to make a living, but not a life. We've added years to life, not life to years. We've been all the way to the moon and back, but have trouble crossing the street to meet the new neighbor. We have conquered outer space, but not inner space. We've done larger things, but not better things. We've cleaned up the air, but polluted the soul. We've split the atom, but not our prejudice. We write more, but learn less. We plan more, but accomplish less. We've learned to rush, not to wait. We have higher incomes, but lower morals. We have more food, but less appeasement. We build more computers to hold more information, to produce more copies than ever, but have less communication. We've become long on quantity, but short on quality. These are the times of fast foods and slow digestion, tall men and short character, steep profits and shallow relationships. These are the times of world peace, but domestic warfare, more leisure, but less fun, more kinds of food, but less nutrition. These are days of two incomes, but more divorce, of fancier houses, but broken homes. These are the days of quick trips, disposable diapers, throwaway morality, one night stands, overweight bodies, and pills that do everything from cheer to quiet to kill. It is a time when there is much in the show window and nothing in the stock room. The source there is anonymous, There's some attribute it to George Carlin. Much truth there much truth there but listen we cannot go back to what used to be and in fact i say there are some benefits to living the age that we live in we have a lot of benefits of we have a lot of, of things that we can use for good but a key phrase in that that poem there is we have conquered outer space and not inner space today As we've come to this point in 1 Peter, verses 13 through 16, chapter 1, I think he's talking about inner space. He's talking about the development of holiness, a personal holiness. Friends, I don't think the problem is our age. I don't think the problem is this current stage of history. I think the problem is us. If we can uh, pursue, if we can achieve some measure of holiness in our lives, then we can be a blessing here and we can have a great impact in this world. Holiness is something that often is used in a derogatory way. Maybe that's because we don't understand what it means. In these verses, Peter will tell us to be holy as God is holy. It's to be like him. What does holiness mean? it means to be set apart it means to be separated from sin it means to be separated from impurities maybe you're like i mean as i've grown and learned in the faith i've learned that god doesn't like he can't stand being around sin and it has become less attractive to me i hope that's true for you but But the reality is a lot of the time we're so stressed and strained today in today's culture, the reason we have too little of things that really matter is because we've allowed ourselves to get distracted from being set apart from sin, from being set apart from the attraction, the lures of this world and short-term pleasures which lead to long-term pain. Holiness. Holiness. I would say to you that as we pursue holiness, it will give us a kind of holy joy. It will give us a sense of satisfaction and confidence that we've never, perhaps ever known. I believe that holiness is not something to run from. I believe holiness is something to chase, to pursue. And it comes from drawing close to God. It comes from pulling away from the things of the world that are not pleasing to God. C.S. Lewis says, how little people know who think that holiness is dull. When one meets the real thing, it is irresistible. If even 10% of the world's population had it, would not the whole world be converted and happy before a year's end? I believe, friends, if we can get this message today, we'll have a dramatic impact in our families. We'll have a dramatic impact in our neighborhood. We'll have a dramatic impact in our workplace, in all the the places that we go. Because instead of facing the strain, the stresses of this world with a sober mind, instead of facing everything that we have and, and being pulled in two directions, we will know that we are with God. And with God, all things are possible. We will know the fruit of the Spirit, by the way, which is Love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is what we want to do today, is to understand that to be holy is to be like God. And to be like God, this text tells us we need five things. To be like God, we first need a new mindset. This is from the first part of verse 13. It says it this way, Therefore, with minds that are alert... And fully sober. In the Greek, it actually says, with minds that are girded. <laughs> we don't think of that verb very often. You probably don't use it very often. When's the last time you said, I'm girded for the workday today? Gird means to, it was used to, to uh, say, to gird up the loins. It's echoed in Ephesians chapter 6, you know, where it says, to put on the belt of truth. When These soldiers of this time would go to battle and they would have armor that protected the the vital organs and it was cinched in it was held together with a belt the belt was the center and and kept everything together and you were to gird that up, you were to prepare that you were to make sure it's in order And, and so here he's saying you need to gird your mind you need to think about things in a new way You need to have a way of thinking. If you want to be holy, you need to be set set apart, your mind, and understand that all the thoughts, all the things that are presented as true, maybe are not. You need to understand that the truth you can rely on comes from the Word of God. The truth you can rely on about what is good behavior, what are good thoughts, it comes from the discernment that comes from the truth of God's Word. And God also prepares us. He equips us with the Holy Spirit. But we have to allow the Spirit to take over our mind, to lead our mind in those new thoughts. That's what it means to gird up, to, to gird up this new mindset, to, to make your mind, to prepare your mind, to get your mind right. Boy, it's important, isn't it, to get your mind right? I don't know how many times I can tell you that I went into a job uh, from the very first time I started working, uh, when I was 16, I went into a job with the wrong mindset, and how those days seemed so long, and so burdensome, and how the, the time seemed to drag by, but I also could think of the times where I approached a job with a good, a right mindset, and, and how it seemed to go by quickly, and how it seemed to be beneficial, and I enjoyed it so much more. Sometimes we think holiness is a drag. Holiness is a duty. I'd encourage you today to at least consider what I say, that holiness can be the key that unlocks everything that you really want to have in life. To consider that thought is to gird up your mind. It's to adopt a new mindset that shooting for Being separated from sin and from the world is what I want to aim for. That takes a new mindset. Can we do that? To be like God, secondly, we need a new focus, a new focus. Again, from this word, it says, Let your mind be alert and self-controlled. to set your hope on the grace to be brought to you at the time when Jesus Christ is revealed. Set your mind, be, be alert, and then self-control or, or sober is what that says. It, it means to have this kind of, of control, this kind of focus uh, that is crystal clear. This kind of focus that has not the, uh, the distractions of what would be with drunkenness. And maybe a lot of you, I hope you have never experienced what it means to have too much wine. The Bible, that's exactly what it says, to, to not have your mind distracted by wine, too much wine. Maybe you've not experienced that. I hope not. But if you have, if you have, you know what this is saying. When you have had too much wine, the, the world seems to, to spin around, and, and time seems to, to just filter off, and you, you're distracted, you act in ways that you never would without too much wine. It removes your inhibitions, which are a good thing. It takes you and and and, and allows you freedom, a freedom which is not a good thing, a freedom to do whatever you think is best at the time. And oftentimes it's not. There's a reason why we have laws that you can't drink and drive. There's a reason why we have laws against public intoxication. And here he's saying to have That sober mind to to have your focus, to set your focus on what is to be. The reason we want to be like God, the reason we want to pursue holiness in our life is because that is the source of our hope. Our hope, our our focus is on Jesus who will come again. Jesus who will come again if, if we don't reach that point of our life on earth being over first. Jesus in his second coming will bring everything into full relief. Everything will be clearly in focus. The things that were not good for us, the things of the world will be revealed for that. Things that will perish. And the things of God will be the things that last. That is a focal point. That's what we set our focus on. We set our eyes on the coming of Jesus. You see, in our life, everything can be divided by that there are some shows you just shouldn't watch there are some sites on the computer you just shouldn't go to there are some things you just shouldn't put into your body there are some relationships that are just not good for you and I think you can discern those by simply asking yourself if Jesus were right here with me would he watch this show with me Would he have this kind of relationship that I have right with me? Would he be on this internet site? Would he be eating or drinking this? See, it's this focus, I think, that we need to have to to have that daily journey of holiness. It's to have this understanding that if God is with us and we're focused on that hope of Jesus coming back, then then that's going to change the way we make decisions. It's going to change the lifestyle that we take. I'm not here to tell you exactly a list. I, I don't believe in giving you a list of all the decisions you should make or should not make because it's impractical. There's no way I can go with all of you wherever you go and tell you what you shouldn't do or should do. But I tell you this, God promises to you who believe a Holy Spirit a Holy Spirit who can help lead you into the decisions to make, help you to take those steps of holiness, but you'll have to allow him to take over, him to have the driver's seat, him to be leading you in this. The Holy Spirit will help you if you look to him for it. Thirdly, to be like God, we need a new goal. We need a new goal. This is from the third part of verse th- 13. When Jesus Christ... Is revealed at his coming. And Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. Keeping that end in mind is so important. Maybe you've heard that statement before. You need to keep the end in mind. You need to keep the target in focus. In 2004 Olympics, American Matt Emmons was leading in the three, present, three position 50 meter air rifle competition. He went into the last round. And into the last shot with a three-point lead. All he had to do was hit the target. He carefully let out his breath and aimed and shot. But didn't hear the sound of a bullseye. He felt sure he hit the target. But he realized, tragically, that he had, in that split second when his attention was diverted, he had hit the target in lane two instead of lane three, in which he was shooting. He dropped all the way from first gold medal position to eighth because he lost sight of the focus, of the target, of the goal. Friends, it's so easy today, and I, re- I believe the reason we have conquered outer space but not inner space, it is so easy today to allow in our inner being ourselves to get distracted and, and shoot for too many targets. It is so easy to try to be popular instead of setting our priority first on holiness. It is so easy to set our target on having enough material goods to feel comfortable and secure instead of being holy. It's so easy to set our target on on having this position, this title, than to set our focus on being holy, to have that as our goal Being holy is a process that takes complete concentration. It takes us focusing, not being distracted by other goals, but have our mind on the goal of being like Jesus, of being like God, to set ourselves apart from other things, the things that would distract us. Fourthly, to be like God, we need a new lifestyle. We need a new lifestyle. Verse 14 says, As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. I don't know anybody in the world that would want to be said that they were ignorant. <laughs> that you lived in ignorance. Nobody would want that. What the, Peter is saying is, well, before you came to Christ, you didn't know. That's what ignorance means. You just didn't know what was right, what was good. But to come to Christ, to pursue holiness, you have to leave that former life, the, the life of not knowing. And you have to be obedient children. That means pursuing holiness even if you don't feel like it. It means pursuing, setting yourself apart from sin even if you really want to do that thing, even if you really want to go to that place, even if you really want to watch that movie, to 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 not do that out of obedience. A new lifestyle is what he suggests to us, what he holds out to us, a new lifestyle for us to, to embrace. You know, I think of uh, the Spartans sometimes when I think of, of lifestyle change. The Spartans in ancient Greece, uh, they actually were separated from their families, were the men, and they lived in community together. And they trained for battle. They totally were about what their future focus was for their city-state of Sparta to protect it, to enlarge it, to glorify it. They were completely in, immersed in this lifestyle. And it's all they did, it's all they knew. Now, I'm not suggesting to you to become a warrior like they But I am suggesting to you to become a soldier for Christ. I am suggesting to you to adopt this lifestyle, means to have uh, this obedience and this discipline that only God can give us, to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you in making the decisions, making the choices that God wants you to make. This is what God wants to speak to us today. Maybe it's not something you want to hear but it's what we need to hear remember peter is writing to people who are facing persecution who are facing pressures peter's writing to these people and and they need to hear these words because they are feeling that pressure closing all around them they need to hear that god can make things come out right if you have that new mindset if you have that new focus if you have your eyes on the goal if you will take steps and embrace this new lifestyle. Fifthly, we need to be like God, a new standard of conduct. A new standard of conduct, verses 15 and 16. But just as he who called you is holy, so be ho- holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Some might say to me, I, I-, I can't do that, you know, to err as human and all i can't be holy i'm guaranteed to fail friends i say to you god doesn't command you to do something that you can't have some success in this is a command be holy as i'm holy god's asking you to do something to set yourselves apart from sin to set yourselves apart to the things that would make you impure that would bring pain and hurt that would bring illness to your body he's saying and asking you to do these things yes perhaps you're going to slip up every once in a while but he's asking you to get on this road to holiness and if if you will allow God to work in your life if you allow your focus and your goal to be set on him then friends he will bring you success he can bring us to the point where C.S. Lewis was talking about where we are full of contagious joy where we make a tremendous impact in those around us, Uh, where we have this sense of well-being and confidence that only can come from being united from being in step with our maker. This is what holiness is about. It is about God everywhere. God, when I wake up, God in the shower, God around the breakfast table, God on the way to work, God in the classroom, God in the showroom, God in the office, God in the factory, God at lunchtime, God during the break, God on the way home, God at the supper table, God while watching TV, God while reading email, God while surfing the internet, God on the telephone, God at bedtime, God while I sleep, God in the morning all over again, God in every detail, God in every place, God in every relationship. God in every word, God in every thought, God in every deed, God in my private moments, God with my friends, God with my enemies, God when I am happy, God when I am sad, God in the good times, God in the bad times, God in my faith, God in my doubts, God when I succeed, God, yes, in my failures, God above me, God below me, God before me, God behind me, God all around me, God within me, God always and forever, God first and last, God under my feet, God above my head, God all around me, God guiding all I do and say, God in my deepest thoughts, always God, always there, always with me, now and forever. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. The secret of having peace and contentment in this age is not really secret. It's always been so. To be in step with the one who created us, to live for his purposes, to bring him honor and glory and praise, that is the true purpose of man. Said of the time of Alexander the Great, a soldier was tried and charged, charged and tried for desertion. The emperor heard about it and he had the, the young soldier come in before him. And he said, Son, what is your name? Alexander, sir, the rebellious soldier replied. He fixed him sternly in the eye, did the great emperor, and he said, son, you either need to change your name or change your behavior. We wear the name of Christ. We who are Christians. And I think it's not solely because, even mostly because, I fear punishment, but it's because I want to show my love, it's I, I want to show my gratefulness to my Master, that I determined to change my behavior to reflect Him in me. And so, I ask that of you. How are you living up to the name? Do others see God in you? Maybe not when you walked in this place. Maybe there's some stuff you need to get rid of, some stuff you need to confess before Him, some stuff you need to turn away from. Let's do that today. Maybe it's not so much the things we've done wrong, but but not enough out front, not enough for Him. Today, you can change that. Today, with God's help, this coming week can look different than this last week. Father, as we think about these things, I pray for each of us that you're speaking through our inner space. I pray, Father, you put in us a hunger for holiness. I thank you that you bring by your grace our salvation, and that you bring by your grace forgiveness for the days, perhaps, that we've wasted. But Father, I know that that we can't change yesterday, that you're interested in us today being available to you, and for you to to be preeminent in our future. So I pray today, Father, as you're speaking to us, we would make decisions, we would respond as you lead. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Maybe today you have a decision to make for the Lord to become a Christian. To be baptized, we'd love to help you with that. Maybe it is to, to join us formally here at Northside. Also, we'd love to help you with that. But it's decision time for all of us. Well, what's God saying to us today? What changes do we need to make? Let's stand together and sing. If you have a decision, please come.